Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> process is going to be rigorous. I will select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. He made no decision except one. <laughs> Person's going to be, have a lot of integrity. He's going to be honest. They're going to be perfect for the job. But it's got to be a black woman. <laughs> Check box. Check black woman on the Supreme Court. Does she have the qualifications for it? Who knows? But as long as it's a black female, man, we're good to go. We're not going to go based upon what you actually are worth or your qualifications, we're just simply gonna choose you because you're a black woman. Whoever gets chosen, I hope you understand you are only being chosen because you're a black woman, not that you are actually qualified to sit on the Supreme Court. So <laughs> we'll see how you feel about that. Now, before I get into all this reckless business that we, uh, generally get into, I'd like to tell you a story. So I'm the kind of person since I was young, my father, um, a lot of people don't know that people that know me know it, but you, none of you would know it, but my father was a professional wrestler and also played for the Miami dolphins. Um, and he's been heavily into weightlifting his entire life. So naturally, that was passed along to me, and I was in the gym with my father as early as probably 12 or 13 years old, lifting weights. And now, throughout my life, I've continued to do so, and I've mentioned once prior to this, very briefly, I did, for a short period of time, compete in strongman. Um, I did fairly well. You know, I don't. I didn't have any aspirations to go pro because in that particular sport, to go pro you have to use a lot of chemicals and I'm not uh, interested in the long-term risks of doing that. So I did as much as I could, as much as I could naturally. And I competed well and I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm also the kind of guy that is up at three 30 in the morning, getting situated and getting out of the house. And I am the first person at the gym, generally waiting in the parking lot, you know, five to 10 minutes ahead of time. Uh, before they open at 5, and at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm in the gym until I leave around 6.15 when I have to head out to work. Now, for me, 5 a.m. really is the only time to go for multiple reasons. One, being a father of four, having a full-time job, doing what I'm doing on the side here. I don't have the time in the evenings that maybe a lot of other people do. Uh, so ever since I was young, pretending to work, and I've been married quite some time, um, I've always gone in the morning. I like it in the morning. It's generally quiet. There's not a lot of people there. You don't have to fight for machines or you have to fight and wait on a weight bench or whatnot. You can generally go around and 
do your exercises and what you need to do and get in and out without having any problems. So last week I was in the gym, I believe it was Tuesday, and working out. I got a gym partner that I work out with and he happens to look over and see a guy working out and he just kind of said, hey, check that out. So I look over, uh, anticipating on seeing something stupid. Uh, if anybody watches YouTube or anything, I'm sure you watch gym fails at some point in time in your, in your life and you see that there are a lot of people that go to the gym and do really stupid things. <laughs> and if you're an experienced weightlifter, um, like myself and a lot of the people that I'm around, when you see them doing these things, you kind of shake your head. It's not my place to walk up to you and tell you you look like a jackass and that you're doing something stupid. You know, it's on you to figure that out. Plus, who am I to tell you anyway? So I more more or less keep my mouth shut and I just look and shake my head and go, either that person's going to get injured or they're going to end up being a YouTube sensation. So when he said, check that out, you know, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking I was going to see something fairly stupid. So I look over and there's a younger man than me. Uh, I would say in his mid-20s, and he's working out, and he's pumping hard, and he's sweating, and he's lifting pretty heavy for what he was doing, looked to be in good shape, nothing out of the ordinary when I first start telling you this story. The only catch to it is that he was in a wheelchair. <clears throat> so I looked at him and kind of smiled, and it just dawned on me in the gym like what a great example he was for a lot of different reasons. Number one, he obviously wasn't letting his disability stop him. He was going to take the best part of himself, the part that worked, and make it as strong as he could possibly make it. And he was strong, believe me. Yeah, watching him work out – he was definitely strong. He had great upper body strength. He was in great shape. If you happened upon this guy, he was sitting down somewhere having a meal, you'd think, you know, good, strong-looking young man. And that's it. Two, you could tell he's a go-getter because most people in that position generally feel bad and have a lot of pity for themselves and, you know, they're in a tough spot, and I don't blame them for it. You know, I don't know what I would be like in that spot. I don't know if I'd totally give up myself. But a lot of people are in, in a tough position, so it's hard to be a go-getter. It's hard to have self-motivation when you're facing such a problem. It's something as debilitating as not being able to walk. So you could tell that by what he was doing, He's a go-getter, and I mean, it's obvious because of the shape that he was in. It wasn't like it was his first time at the gym. The third thing was, I know just because he's a go-getter, I'm sure his lifestyle was what he wanted it to be. He was trying to make it the best it can be for himself and chasing his dreams. One of those things that you could just see it in somebody. When somebody has that much drive, that much to get up at 5 a.m., it's tough. It's actually before 5 a.m. To get up at 3.30 in the morning, 
you know, it's tough to get to the gym at five and you're going in the gym at five and not dillying and dallying around. You're getting down and you're lifting some heavy weight and you're really exerting whatever energy you got into the gym and you leave the gym feeling like you've been run over by a Mack truck just to start your day out. There's a, there's a dedication in that that I don't think a lot of people understand. And for him in particular, facing what he's facing – you can see that through that dedication, through the way he works, which means he's been at it for a while, he has to be a go-getter, and I'm sure he's chasing his life dreams. He made me proud looking at him. I just smiled, and I felt proud, and I said, you know what? He's a great example of what America is, that go-getter spirit that no matter how broken down we are, Collectively, we keep pushing forward to be the best version that we can be. What also dawned on me was, you know, it's a society's duty at some point. People that are disabled, old, or just do not have the capability of taking care of themselves for a variety of reasons. It is our duty to make sure that these people are taken care of. And what I mean by our duty, not America in general, but us, the strong young men and women whose backs are still good, whose body parts all work, whose minds are clear. It's our responsibility to work hard to help out those that are so unfortunate in life. Because they're dealt such bad blows, whether by birth or, again, by some type of a tragic accident. I look at him, and again, I see pride. Because he's what I think America should be. Because the flip side of that is, the Democratic Party, you got a guy like that, that you are blown away to see in the gym. The Democratic Party keeps people, able-bodied people, more crippled than that man is. Do you see what I'm saying? They keep them crippled more than somebody who is actually crippled. When it comes down to it, they want to give you these little nothing handouts that do what for you in your life. Other than maybe you have a brief moment where you can go out shopping or get something Nothing. It didn't change your life. It didn't upgrade you in any way. They want you depending on them. They don't want you to be able to go out and get it yourself, even if there's nothing wrong with you. If this young man can go out and do it, if you're 100% healthy and physically fit, or even if you just don't have a debilitating problem like he has, you should be out there getting it all day, every day. You shouldn't be sitting at home waiting for Uncle Sammy to send you a check to live by his rules, to live the way he thinks you should live. You should be out there working hard for yourself, getting it for yourself. But the Democratic Party has designed it to where they have so many people dependent on them that they have lost that drive. They're idle in their life. They're content with that little check that they get every month or that little stimulus check that they send you every 
you know, you once a year or maybe once every couple years when a presidency changes or maybe like what Joe Biden did while he spiraled us out of control into inflation and sent you a bunch of child checks early. And now most people, you're going to feel it when you file your taxes because they're going to recuperate that money. You're not going to get to keep all of it. Let's be honest. He just gave it to you early. It was, uh, I'm going to feed you a little bit now. And then when you're looking forward to tax time where you would generally be used to getting a lot of money back, you ain't going to get it this year. It just showed me and reminded me how different a conservative, uh, libertarian, somebody who is even on the left but is more moderate, you're not an extreme left, that still think that if you are able and willing You should get out there and get a job and do it for yourself and not depend on the government. It's amazing how many people still do depend on the government. You are like a trained animal. They tell you to sit, you sit. Tell you to roll over, you roll over. They tell you to do all these tricks and you'll do them for them. And what do you get out of it? Oh, here's a milk bone. Oh, here's a little treat. Why would people want to live that way? So that it showed me in that one moment, everybody has a a weird moment now and then that just, it's a, you know, obtuse comparison to what you're thinking about, but it all kind of just pulled it together for me. I'm, I'm looking at somebody so disadvantaged in life. That's just getting it. And I know he's not dependent on the government. And I know he's not waiting for handouts. And I know he's not looking for pity because it's, you don't see it in his eyes. He has that determination. It wasn't there. He doesn't care about any of that. He's going to get it and get it for him and do the best for him at such a disadvantage. And then you have people, healthy, young, physically fit, sitting at home, no ambitions, just waiting on Uncle Sam to take care of you, waiting for people like us to take care of you because Uncle Sam only can afford to take care of you because of people that are go-getters like ourselves that pay out taxes to allow Uncle Sam to give that money to you. So that was just my little story that I wanted to tell you because it just dawned on me at the gym at the time and I was talking it over with my wife uh, last night and as we were talking about it, I said, you know, I should talk about this in my next episode and maybe let the news just slide by a little bit on this episode and I'll just go over a couple short things because I think it's important to see, you know, just the such a stark difference in the way people are nowadays that you have so many abled people just willing to accept the crumbs that the government throws you instead of going out there and getting it. And this young man who should be somebody that's dependent on the government because he's in a situation where he's got a tough, tough hand out to him. He's not waiting on the government. He's going and getting it just like the rest of us. He's not letting that stop him. And it was just such a great moment that I thought I'd share it with you. And talking with her, I said, you know, I I think I'm just going to share it with my audience because it is a good story. It has nothing to do with me other than what I thought. You know, he's the main star of the show. He's the one that's actually doing it. I'm just telling you what I see. Um, So... That was my story once again. Okay. <laughs> Joe Biden, this Supreme Court nonsense that I just played in the beginning. I don't understand how people that believe in 
the Democratic way, that they believe in the left, they believe in Joe Biden's administration, they believe in their local congressmen and uh, that are Democrats and whatnot. I don't understand how Joe Biden coming out and making a statement like that, that telling you that he has made no predetermination, predetermination, excuse me, other than she's going to be a black woman. It's got to be a black woman. I couldn't get any more racist. And as I said in the opening, how could you, if you are selected, feel that, my God, I've made it. I worked so hard to get to the Supreme Court. It's a blessing in the sky. I finally got here. When you know the only reason that you were chosen is because you were a black woman. <laughs> I, I don't know how I could accept the position under those terms because then I am not the best person for the job. I am just being chosen to fulfill a checklist, a promise that Joe Biden made that no matter how good you are, no matter what your qualifications are, we have to be diverse and we have to hit a certain amount of checkpoints to make ourselves look good because we're the party that cares because we're the party of diversity. No, 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 no. You know, if you have a business or I have business, anybody, you're going to pick the person that's going to make your business successful. I'm not going to pick the person based on a color, on, on a religious belief. I'm not going to pick them based upon a gender. If you have the best qualifications for the job at hand, I'm going to pick you because I want to be successful. And knowing that I picked the right person, that's something that I don't have to worry about because they're going to help elevate me to the next level. They're going to make me successful because they are that good. We're about to get somebody on the Supreme Court, another liberal judge, that has no right being there. All because it has to be a black woman. Now, if a black woman is the greatest choice you got because she's actually the best, then God bless her. Then all day long, select her, please. <laughs> that, that's what I'm all about. But don't just take her because she's a black woman. And if you happen to be that woman, <laughs> I don't know how you could wake up in the morning and look at yourself in the face and just say, I did it. Because you didn't do it. You were born it. That's all that mattered to them. Beyond that, your credentials mean nothing. Unfortunately, that is the world we are living in, and it's definitely a clown world. Now, since I'm picking on Sleepy Creepy, I figure let's just keep on going. <laughs> Why stop at this point? It wouldn't make sense. If I'm going to get them, let's get them all night long. You know what I mean? Uh, he was giving a press conference, and he's talking to the lady next to him. I don't know who she is because I can't see her face because she's got a diaper on her face. So I can't tell you who he's talking to, but... The conversation that he's having is literally gibberish. I'd like you to hear it. Here it goes. But uh, um, I uh, might point out, you're, uh, when I went to Dearborn driving that, uh, you know, uh, was up there. I don't know, man. It, it, uh, I think the press thought I was crazy. I enjoyed it so much going up and... Uh, your new EV factory in uh, 
and that uh, that Hummer. <laughs> okay, in case you missed it, I'm going to translate some of that for you because I know that was a little bit hard to follow. When I went to uh, Dearborn driving that, uh, you know, uh, I was up there. Uh, I don't know, man. This is what he's saying. That's word for word. <laughs> that, that's the transcript of what he's saying word for word. When we all say that Joe Biden has cognitive problems, that's the understatement of the year. Somebody that is defending him with everything he has right now is Geraldo. Okay, and I, I Mr. Geraldo, Geraldo, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I mean, I got a problem with him. I mean, if you're not going to be honest, if you're not going to tell the truth, don't say anything. He wants to compare Joe Biden to Ronald Reagan at the end of his presidency. Watch any footage that you would like of Ronald Reagan at the end of his presidency and cognitively, even though he was starting to show signs of Alzheimer's or dementia, was more mentally sound than Joe could ever hope to be right now. Uh, Even in the early stages of Alzheimer's, when Ronald Reagan had it, he was more lucid than Joe is right now. Joe is having serious problems. And again, this is at the end of Reagan's term. Okay, this is him on the way out the door. Joe's Joe's only been here for a year and we're seeing these problems. What's it going to be like two years, two and a half, or three years from now? (laughs) Yeah, I doubt it's going to get better from here. Joe's probably going to have to put caps on days as early as 9 a.m., maybe peek his head out here and there just to make sure that everybody knows he's still alive. But for the most part, I don't see this going in a positive direction. I think he's going to continue to decline and probably at an accelerated rate. Not to mention, Joe Biden, we all know he's not making the calls in the White House. You cannot be making the calls for the United States in that mental state, let's be honest. What proves that he is not is while Ukraine's about to be invaded, while um, China's flying jet fighters over Taiwan, while we're having problems at the border, while inflation's out of control, everything that's going on, when Joe Biden couldn't show up to answer questions or nobody sees what he's got going on for the day and people are asking, where's Joe Biden? Saki doesn't really know how to answer. She's deflecting, giving some nonsense, bullcrap answer just to make something up on the fly and lie like these people do. Well, footage comes out that Joe Biden was where Joe Biden always is at a friggin' ice cream shop. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what's with this man in ice cream. Other than thinking maybe he is having these mental problems that we all assume or it's kind of visible that he is having them. Um, But he's got this kiddish obsession with ice cream right now. So that's where he was. So when Geraldo is up on there, up on stage, on Sean Hannity, and he's defending that Joe Biden, ah, come on, man, he's no different than Reagan, and that's what happens when you get old, and yeah, cut the guy some slack. No, I'm not going to cut him no slack. 
And nobody should, because you know what? Nobody cut Donald Trump any slack. Nobody ever cuts any Republican congressman, president, vice president. We never get cut any slack, so I'm not going to cut him any slack. And the only reason I'm pointing that particular thing out is it's so evident he's having cognitive problems. Otherwise, I'd point other flaws that he has out. I mean, there's a million of them. We can go over his policy. We can go over life choices. We can go over his son. I mean, you name it. It ain't hard to pick on something pertaining to Joe Biden. It's just that his mental state is extremely concerning since he is supposedly the head idiot in charge, then it's something that should be addressed. And it should be addressed on both sides of the aisle. This shouldn't be a right or left thing. This should be a, hey, we are the United States and the man that's supposedly running the show is only half there. Not to mention... Geraldo wants to make these accusations like, you know, cut them some slack. Everybody that gets old is like that and, and it's no big deal. Uh, him and Joe Biden are the same age. And I can't honestly sit here and tell you that Geraldo looks like Joe Biden does, like he's struggling mentally. I can't say that to you. I can say, however, that he has turned out to be a huge advocate for the left in these last in this last year and a half, he totally turned on the Republican Party. He was more of a moderate Democrat that looked like he was very centered and what was right was right and what was wrong is wrong. But now he's definitely shifting his allegiance to the elite left. I can tell you that. But I can't say for sure that the man's struggling mentally because I don't see it. But with Joe Biden, I do. So when he makes a statement like that, he should take into account Let me not make this stupid statement because I am his age and I'm not struggling. These people are not smart. They're just not. You make dumbass statements and get yourself in trouble. Just not smart. Anyways, it's Friday. Hey, I made it through my first whole week this week. I got, I should uh, pat myself on the back for that. (laughs) It's been uh, interesting to say the least. Um, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. I will be on Monday through Friday. Once again, from his point forward, um, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I am at L J C O N S E R C R N. If you'd like to check me out on clout hub or parlor, I'm at the real little Joe. Um, excuse me. That's Gabber parlor. I'm at the real little Joe. If you'd like to get me on cloud hub, I'm at little Joe CC. If you'd like to reach out to me, go to my website, littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section and send me a message. You can check out any videos that I post on YouTube. I'm still uploading. I should be there soon and be up to date on those and rumble. Beyond that, I should be getting the whole Facebook thing together here. Facebook was a little more tricky than I thought. I don't really want to give them that much personal information, but I'm trying to avoid it as much as I can. So I'm still working on the Facebook. When that comes live, uh, is live, I'll let you know. Otherwise, I hope you have a beautiful weekend. I do hope you enjoyed this week. I do truly hope you like what you're hearing. And if you do, please spread the word. Uh, would be a great help. See you Monday.